After experiencing the transformative power of a regular meditation practice, it's natural to feel inspired to share this gift and guide others on their own journey of discovery through meditation. Join Buddhist teacher David Nickturn and Duncan Trussell, comedian and creator of the Netflix animated series The Midnight Gospel, for a free online event on Tuesday, May 7th at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. They'll discuss the profound practices of mindfulness Dharma Moon's renowned Mindfulness Meditation Teacher Training Program. Get certified by Dharma Moon to teach meditation, lead group practice sessions, and work with individual students. Visit dharmamoon.com slash beherenow for more info and to reserve your spot for the free online event with David Nickturn and Duncan Trussell. Hi everyone, welcome to Mind Rolling with Raghu. I am here with a very special podcast. Because today is the day that Becoming Nobody, our Ramdas film from Love Serve Remember Films and Google Empathy Lab, I'll explain that later, um, debuts September 6th in, on both coasts and then following that, across the country to select screens and you can find theaters at becomingnobody.com so go to becomingnobody.com and you can see the trailer you can see the press you can find out where you can watch the movie so this is a proud day obviously uh, most of you know how long i have uh, known ramdas and how much he has meant to me and to have this movie come out that uh, really does the trick. I think everyone will agree. It's uh, quite fabulous. So that's a, so that's announcing the big day today. Um, and, oh yeah, the partnership with Google. So the, the founder of Google Empathy Lab is Danielle Ananda Kredic. And uh, we got together. I met her at a Ramdas retreat. She had been a student of his for many years. And just absolutely wanted to get with us, Ramdas, myself, the foundation, and really work towards how do we, how do we get technology and science to meet what I call undefended heart. Right? I mean, this is something Ramdas has been doing for years. He has worked with science folks, and he has worked with intellectuals. And he has been expert, and that it's it's been his mission to to uh, express the wisdom of the East to uh, Western mind. And now this is kind of taking it another step through this uh, partnership with uh, Google Empathy Lab. Uh, you know, just what we are setting out to do is, and here's a great word for it: reify make something more concrete and real. So we, I mean, and this is being put in my words, I think Ram Das and Danielle would both, and, and all the other people that are involved in, in creating what we're attempting to create, is uh, to reify to those who bow more to their intellect, right? 
to just make this undefended heart, right? And that gives you a kind of a, I think, a nice impression of what really needs to permeate itself into technology and science, into people who depend more on, on, on the intellect and logic and, and look what incredible stuff they've done. Uh, technology-wise, that we partake in on a day-to-day basis. So this is a—it's a big deal uh, in terms of thinking um, that we could, you know, do anything, move anything one inch without uh, the universe uh, taking charge. In other words, I don't know how much of the little me's are going to be involved here. I think it's going to be uh, us becoming a channel to perhaps have some influence. And this movie, Becoming Nobody, is, to me, the first uh, shot uh, in our partnership uh, to, to really, really make some changes. And um, that's, that's BSE, make some changes. Let's say to really offer, make an offering that people who don't normally uh, investigate themselves uh, perhaps in a way that really reveals more of the true self, let's say that, that just this presents an option. I think that's all we can count on. All right? That's less BSE, anyhow. Um, and this film, uh, I had a good friend, a uh, film producer friend of mine, Jane Evans, and she said, came up to me and said, this film's not about Ramdas. This is about how he leads us in a deeply felt lesson to an experience of letting go of our attachments to being somebody. And yes, indeed. Uh, and that's why I think the repeated watching, I mean, we've heard people who've seen it, you know, uh, part of the foundation people, the people that work on it, they, they end up watching it more than once because new information seems to creep through upon this repeated viewing. So that's, that's a good thing, too. So we did a panel at Google. Well, we showed the movie at Google at, uh, under the auspices of Google Empathy Lab. And uh, we had some wonderful people there, myself and Danielle from Google Empathy, and Trudy Goodman from Insight LA, who was one of the main sponsors of the evening. And, of course, my podcast guru, Duncan Trussell. And we posed in the beginning, what does becoming nobody really mean? So uh, I won't uh, repeat that because I think it's pretty well said by everybody as to what that really means. And um, I, I did want to mention something about, oh, yeah, this is a, Danielle said this. Um, and and it's, it's, it's about the conversations that I've been talking about, the conversations between technology and science and an undefended heart, which is just what I'm calling it. We can call it loving awareness, which is what Ramdas calls it. Uh, and so these conversations are very important, this back and forth. And, and that's why I, I believe so much in this partnership, because it's enabling these kinds of conversations so uh, she says, to have those conversations that are so honest and so pure-hearted and so real, you, you also have to know yourself. 
and you have to not be afraid of who you are. And, and then, of course, what comes next is the practice of knowing yourself, being honest with yourself and what you see. So that's that's really important part of what this film represents, and no more or less than two. To me, when people say, "What uh, what would you say is the core of Ramdas's teachings?" in a few words, and of course, everybody goes, "Be here now," the the iconic book that sold a couple of million copies over these last decades. That's not what I would say. I would say that, and, and this is how I pointed, uh, and you'll hear me talk about it in, in, the, in the panel that we're going to play, uh, just pointed to Ramdas, who, who has the ability to put himself aside and be there for people. And that's what he did when I first met him. And I've told this story on Mind Rolling many times, because it's probably the most important interaction uh, that I've ever had with another human, how it set me out on the rest of my life. And, and what he created, this, this enormous trust, that's so important, and that he put himself aside. That's what created the trust. There was only his interest in my welfare in that moment. There was no interest in where he, he had to go to eat, where, what was going to happen at the talk he was going to give that night at McGill, nothing. He was completely here. Of course, that is, be here now. But for me, the legacy of, of Ramdas, and we shouldn't even speak like this, like he's not here, uh, is certainly his, the sharing that he did with everyone over all these years is, uh, is something that he did. You know, when I ask him about it, he says, it's nothing I thought about. I couldn't stop myself from sharing the jewel, meaning Neem Karoli Baba. He just couldn't stop himself. That, that is so uh, triggered as, as in his DNA and so uh, overt that that's his legacy. That and, and, of course, the honesty that allows us all to have this kind of trust, uh, those two things are are extraordinarily important. And I think you'll see it in the movie as well. Um, oh, there was one question. There was a Q&A in the thing. And there was one question. A, a, a wonderful woman talked about uh, separateness. And um, my favorite subject of how polarized we are and also the kinds of stories that we tell ourselves. Uh, she said her experience of the uh, just made her think about the more I cannot be inside a story I tell myself where I'm separate and apart from everybody, the more I am everybody. Isn't that beautiful? The more I cannot be inside a story I tell myself where I'm separate and apart from anyone the more I'm everybody. Uh, just fabulous. So um, I'm, I'm really happy. As you can tell, I'm a little overexcited about this. But I am really happy that this is seeing the light of day, especially at where we are now. Ramdas is, what, 88 years old? He's been living in Maui for 15 years. 
and he's been in a wheelchair for 22 years and continuing to teach through Ramdas.org and the podcast network, Be Here Now Network. Uh, I mean, it's pretty amazing. I mean, he just put a book out last year, last year Walking Each Other Home with Mirabai Bush. Um, that's totally wonderful. I mean, I'm, I'm like doing the accolades for Ramdas, but it is pretty amazing that he's continued to be such a force. And, and you will see that in this movie. There's, in the movie, there is a wonderful uh, dialogue between Jamie, the director, and Ramdas. Jamie had been a student of Ramdas's for many years when Jamie's from uh, England and Ramdas would be over there. That's where they met. And the dialogue between the two of them is precious. And the way Ramdas responds to Jamie is, uh, it's, it's, it's entertaining. <laughs> I mean, he's so delighted. Uh, it's just, and also it provides this wonderful counterpoint to all of the archival footage that we put together and, and wove into this, the idea of what a somebody is and then what a nobody is. I hope you all enjoy this. I think you will. And uh, by the way, uh, at some point, if it doesn't come to a city near you, it will eventually uh, come to a streaming network near you. You can also, if it's not coming to your city, you can write to info at becomingnobody.com or info at ramdas.org, can't remember which, and just say, hey, I'd like to uh, bring the movie here to my community group, my yoga center, my health center, whatever it may be. So that's all possible as well. And, um, oh, and last but not least, since this is like a giant infomercial, um, there's music and wonderful music from Jamie and, uh, and his partners in this music, in the movie. And there's also the film ends with Ramdas's most dear teaching of these last number of years that he's been on Maui. And it's the teaching is loving awareness, moving from your ego mind into the center of your chest to that soul place, whatever you want to call it, that intuitive place uh, that Ramdas calls loving awareness. So, uh, a very, very talented young man named East Forrest went and interviewed uh, Ramdas last summer and came up with some fantastic material uh, using Ramdas's wisdom sound bites, shall we say, and came up with a fantastic record, uh, beautiful music, very melodic, hooky, uh, with uh, it features Krishnadas on the loving awareness track. It features uh, Trevor Hall on another track called Mind Karma. happens to be my favorite. And that just came out and is available through all of your streaming services, Spotify and all, or just, uh, you know, being able, if you want to download it, that's all possible as well. So um, just another offering from uh, Ramdas. As I said, pretty unreal, right? Given... What, what he's had to live with all, all these years. And by the way, he's hanging in there, everybody. So let's not, uh, there's a, a, a crazy New York Times article that just uh, came out. And uh, uh, it, crazy meaning it's uh, uh, Ramdas is ready to die, I think is the title. Okay. Never mind. Uh, we hope he's going to be here with us for quite some time to come. 
So, uh, again, becomingnobody.com, go there and you can check the whole deal out. And uh, this is Mind Rolling on Be Here Now Network, and I shall see you next week. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Google. <laughs> it's kind of funny for us uh, and just uh, extraordinary how this is Danielle Credick of Google Empathy Lab. I'm Raghu Marcus of Love Server Member Foundation, which is the producer of this movie. And uh, together we are doing the presentation of the movie across the country. And uh, this has been a, a four-year labor of love, this movie, for us. And for me, who met Ramdas, I hate to say it, 50 years ago, we did the count, and uh, the meeting with him completely, utterly changed my life, as you can imagine. So this is the culmination of, a of decades of the kind of work I've done with Ramdas and others in this area. And then to meet Danielle, who had the same experience that I had, where just all this trust and the kind of way in which Ramdas shared his being that she experienced. Uh, so it was a wonderful coming together. Yeah, and I think the most exciting thing is just having all of you here in this room because like they've been working on this film forever and his teachings have been around for decades. But there's something that happens when the teachings are shared in a room full of people, what comes alive in the conversation, what kind of wakes up in people's hearts. So I'm just, I'm super excited, not just for the film to kind of uh, flow in the room, but for what happens afterwards in the conversation we have. So thank you so much for making the time to be here tonight. Um, we're just super excited to have you all here. Yes, very much. And Duncan Trussell and Trudy Goodman. <laughs> Welcome. Thanks. I feel like we should all be in a circle. It feels very strange being up here now. Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to, uh, before we take some questions, just talk a little bit about uh, the concept of becoming nobody, and I'll, I'll give you my take on it. Um, to me, there's a couple of different perspectives. One is the one in which the becoming nobody uh, is a rare, rare thing that I have a friend sitting right in the front here, Bruce Pargolin, who is in India with me and also Parvati, Marcus. And when we went there and experienced Neem Karoli Baba, we experienced somebody who was not living in a subject-object place. It was an extraordinary uh, experience uh, of of somebody who was completely, utterly free and was only existing for us. I mean, we had never, as, as Ramdas said in, in the film, the surrender, there was no surrender. There was not like surrendering to another person. He wasn't anybody. So that's one level of becoming nobody. And then the other is, is my reference is Ramdas. Ramdas, who when I first met him, he completely evacuated his story, his me, me, small self, to be there completely with me and uh, shared in a way I had never, he had, I had never had that experience before, that kind of sharing with Ramdas. And so it ensued a trust and my whole life changed. And 
in this movie, the, my favorite part of the movie is when Ramdas talks about when is, when is what you want enough? And the idea of service, and he really represents that. So to me, that's becoming nobody in a process that we all can be in. And some of it obviously takes practice, which is where Trudy comes in, Insight LA, where, uh, and uh, this is Vipassana meditation, which is uh, many of us who were in India took part in that, and her husband, Jack Cornfield, has been part of the family and Trudy and Sharon Salzberg and Joseph Goldstein. People go, how, how does the bhakti thing get with the, the Buddhist thing? And that's very particular to what we offer at these retreats that we do in Maui that you can check out on ramdas.org as well as in Ojai. We're doing some retreats there. So there is a way to process on a day-to-day -day basis becoming nobody and really evacuating evacuating this uh, self-cherishing. So that's to me. You take the... What's it to you? Um, actually, it's interesting. The, the becoming nobody thing, the first time that I... The, the first the first time that I kind of sat with Ramdas I was like it was one of those things where I was like okay you're going to meet Ramdas like it's been he, I grew up with his teachings in my house and had read be here now and like had those moments and so I was like okay you're going this is like the thing like it's going to change your life you know that thing where you're kind of like bringing on the flood and what was great was the moment was like at his breakfast table and it was like before we were having a conversation or anything and it was this thing where like all of that nervousness in me the minute he looked at me, it was just these, like, two blue pools in his eyes. And, like, everything disappeared. Like, everything drained out of the moment, including me. And it was, like, just the best thing ever because there was nothing there. And I don't even know how long it was before I realized he was, like, eating his eggs while this was happening. But, um, you know, he's capable of such things. <laughs> yeah, I have a really different story in that I was never into Ram Dass. And uh, I, he was too love and light uh, for me in, when I was young. And I just, I mean, I was into wonderful teachers and the teachings that he's giving. Like you said, it's the teachings. These are the teachings. And they come through Ramdas in a special, beautiful way. But I really didn't get it until I was with my husband, Jack, visiting him and actually felt in his presence the radiating of so much love. And when you're in the presence of somebody who accepts you and actually loves you unconditionally, you feel it. We have sonar for this. We have sonar for this from infancy, actually. And yet to be able to love unconditionally like that, ah, oh, it really does require letting go of that filter that we're usually looking at the sky through a straw. You know, that filter of me, I, what does this mean for me? What is this? Is this going to make me happy or unhappy? Does it threaten me? Is it going to enhance me? Is it good for my... It's just endless, right? It goes on and on. And so learning how to just let that be, you don't have to drop it. It just goes on, like Ram Dass was saying. But learning how to let that be and receive the moment and receive the other person, then they're not the other person anymore. And there's not really another. We're in it together. And 
with all that that means. And I loved in the movie the pictures of the children, the little ones, because you can just see, we're all that still. Yeah. Some of them are Ramdas. Yeah. <laughs> Duncan. Um, Duncan. I think my biggest experience of becoming nobody recently was when YouTube demonetized my account. <laughs> and I want to be somebody again. Which is why I came here. Can you guys give me get my account monetized again? Dear Google, I don't want to be nobody anymore. I don't. <laughs> I, God, I, I fucked up. We can talk about it, whoever's in charge of that here. Duncan, you'll always be somebody to me. Thank you. I, um, I, I think that I'm a true neophyte when it comes to this stuff, and I, and I love Raghu. And uh, I feel really lucky. I love you too. I, lo I, I love everybody. Except yeah. whoever demonetized my account. You can fuck off. <laughs> the, remember when you took me to Ram Dass's house right after my mom died? And uh, it was really intense. It was really intense because for me, uh, I had the same experience as you. My mom used to play Ram Dass for me. And uh, when I was a kid, I hated it. And I just wanted her to turn it off. But I was also, I hated it because she liked it. And I was a teenager. But I remember listening. But anyway, for me, this relationship with Ram Dass and this wonderful satsang is, uh, it's very pragmatic for me. Because uh, y'all are, are very honest and uh, have, have shown me something fundamental that I think I would have missed completely if not for running into you, uh, which is something so damn obvious, so damn obvious. But when we were riding to Ramdas's house, I was a little stoned. <laughs> Raghu wasn't. <laughs> and I was asking, my, my head was spinning. I was asking about Neem Crowley Bob. I'm like, do, what, do you think he was like omnipresent? Did he travel through time? Do you think he like knows this is happening now? And you go, I don't fucking know. <laughs> and you said, here's what it is. We work on ourselves so we can help the people closest to us. And within that is such a great relief for me to give up the project completely of trying to make everybody else better and recognizing it is some kind of projection from within. And then something Jack told me that I think it's kind of the same thing. Jack Cornfield, he said, tend to the part of the garden you can touch. And uh, I think those two things pair really nicely together right now because everybody's seeing, get, you, I mean, my God, you just were all so caught up in the world events as you should be. But within that, there's this sense of helplessness. And those two things kind of produce a possibility of some very pragmatic, simple thing that we can do. And to me, that's Maybe somewhere down the line, I'll, I'll dissolve into nothingness. But right now, I'm definitely Probably still not, some, something. You'll, you'll get there. But, uh, questions? I'm, anybody? Have, okay? You guys are way more interesting than us at this point. Um, so. Maybe, should we get a, a microphone? Oh, that, look at Oh, it's Google. Uh, so Google we have this microphone. weird foamy thing that we like throw around. And then you just like talk into part of it. I don't Technology is super weird. <laughs> I feel like Vanna. 
Okay. Um, I just wanted to say that <laughs> I'm really liking this. <laughs> um, I was just very moved by this, and I, I wanted to just talk and ask, um, was there an attention to the frequency of this movie? Because I feel like there was a frequency in here that you don't often experience in, um, when you're watching movies, I'm sorry, of this nature. <laughs> Don't know this person, but we <laughs> But you love him. But I love him. Um, there was a, a beautiful frequency that came forward. And I love really violent movies, and I love this kind of stuff. I mean, I feel like we're in a spiritual AA movie, uh, meeting. Like, yes, I, I love violence. And I, I um, let's go to sleep to a good Holocaust movie. But, <laughs> but this, really, there was a vibration that came forward that um, I applaud you for because I feel, I don't know if you had that experience, but I did. And I felt like at some point I wasn't even here and I was just felt myself leaving and coming back in this beautiful vibration. And when he asked us to close his eyes, which is kind of like, you know, you're watching a film and you say, close your eyes. And I was, when the water came in, it was like, okay, I guess you should open your eyes because there's images that you might miss. And, uh, and that's all, just thank you. Thank you, thank you for your, yeah, and uh, many people, I mean, this is the first time it's been shown in, in this way uh, on the mainland. We did show it to Ramdas at, in Maui on a, at a big theater. Uh, so many people have been saying the repetitive screenings of it, they are catching more and more of the teachings that come through. Yes, of course, your initial thing is Ramdas's humor and his authenticity and so on. But yeah, there is a power to, to the frequency within it and watching it more than once. I watched it with Ramdas a few nights ago uh, at his house. And I know it, you've seen it several several times and it was not, it was late and i was a little bit i wasn't exactly falling asleep but i was tired and i was watching him because i thought if ramdas falls asleep then i can too but um he never did he just was steady and present and watching the whole time but i did love it more the second time so thank yeah yeah there is yeah. that too anybody else with a question who wants to hug the phone? Oh, look, it's going to fly over. Watch it. That's so cool, really. Howdy. Um, so the night that this president was elected, uh, my first response was, you know, what came naturally was, we just have to love the people around us more. Like, that's... That was my immediate reaction. Um, but, you know, over the last few years, I mean, I, I can do that, and um, that feels good, feels right. But the anger and the fear and the hatred, the loathing, you know, the intense feelings that are generated from the reality of what's happening and that person um, you know, is something that I have to work with all the time. 
um, I heard, I'm not exactly sure where, maybe on one of your podcasts, Raghu, um, that Ramdas had a picture of him on his altar. And um, I saw Mirabai this summer and I asked her about it and she said, yeah, because he, I said, what's, you know, just tell me about that. And he said, well, he wants to be reminded that he's a human being. And, um, but I'm, I guess my question is just, you know, to any of you is, um, you know, I think we understand what, <clears throat> what it means to just love you know, and how that can transform us. But there's so much to counteract. It just feels there's just so much to counteract. So um, I don't know. I guess I'm just throwing it out there. Like, how do you, how do you handle it? You know, it, I mean, is this an issue for you too? Yep. I went to Ramdas. I said, how in the world can you have a picture of this guy on your puja table? It's awful. And he, he said, actually, we did a podcast, and he said, you know, I'm just seeing the soul and encouraging the, you know, uh, the soul to come forth more. And he's got a lousy incarnation. I could, uh, maybe I'll go to Washington and have a chat with him. I said, maybe you should do that sooner or later. Um, how do you do that? It's how do you, it's this whole film of we are somebody and we would hope to start to relinquish that story that's in our heads about the good and evil, us and them, all of it. And it takes a lifetime to do that and a lifetime of practice to do that. Ramdas has been doing this and actively for as long as I've known him. And he got it from our guru, Neem Karoli Baba, period. He says it over and over. I never had that kind of unconditional love. So this is a work in progress for, for all of us. And, and certainly this darkness that is out there is giving us pause to even ask these kind of questions and see who it is that we are in terms of polarization. So. Raghu, it's funny listening to him try to be calm about Trump up here. <laughs> when I first met him, we did a podcast. That's how I met him. And... Uh, I was so prepared to be disappointed. I'm like, well, here we go. Let's give up on Ram Dass. It's someone from the Love Server Member Foundation. I expected you'd be coming up in like some embarrassing robe or something. <laughs> but it was Raghu and it was great. But I was in that time, I was so pissed. This was pre-Trump and I was pissed. I was pissed at, I don't even remember what I was mad at now, but I was like really mad Conspiracy at Conspiracy of... Not, I was like, I think it was the war in Iraq or something. You know, I was like, when, when do we fight back? Raghu, when do we start throwing yeah. Molotov cocktails? Because we have to stop this war shit. And I was so pissed. And Raghu was like, we can't do the us or them. Or it just goes on forever. If there's an, the us or them thing is what is causing this to happen. Cut to Trump gets elected. I call Raghu. I'm like, what about the us and then stuff? You're like, I'm moving to Canada. <laughs> and I'm he was home. serious. He's like, I'm out of here. It's over. I, I admit it was a tough moment. Yeah. We did a role reversal. He was calming me down then and saying, wait a minute. But yeah. still, in all that calming down, sometimes there, that Molotov cocktail person comes back. And starts wondering, you know, watching like Hong Kong, for example, and seeing that beautiful form of protest and the incredible power there. I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know about it. Like, at what point are you just Gandhi writing that letter to Hitler? You know, did you ever read that letter Gandhi wrote to Hitler? Like, you please stop being Hitler, basically. <laughs> like, you can hear Hitler laughing as he's reading it. But, you know, maybe that, that stuff doesn't work all the time. What doesn't work all the time? I don't mean to scam. We got, we got political. We shouldn't. I mean, I didn't mean to sink into this place. I'm just saying at some point, what are you going to meditate your way out of a fascist potential? God, see, I got this is I don't know why it brings me to these things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> There's somebody in front who's There's been waiting. Was great. No, new Can question. we have the Google cube up <laughs> I'm sorry. here? Um, my question is, what inspired Google to partner for this film? <laughs> Honestly, it, it felt like, uh, it feels like there have been, um, there has been a reckoning and a rumbling happening in technology for a while now. It's been happening outside of technology. We've all been talking about stuff that doesn't feel right and that feels kind of fucked up about the way things are. And, and it feels like those conversations that had been happening inside. And what had been happening is for every kind of dark shadow of that conversation, there were these other really beautiful places where people were afraid to talk about things like Ram Dass or their deep personal kind of places of refuge because it was like, well, I can't talk about that stuff because this is the dominion of, of logic in the rational mind where we know things and we engineer things and it's all within our control and we're gonna like go to the future and be audacious and moonshots. And there's a beauty to that, but there's like a, there's like a, a lot of missing pieces to that too. And it felt like it was time to bring the whole conversation in, to allow all of yourself to show up to work, all of the messy human shit that makes us like real. And um, thank you. So f for me, that was, I'm gonna talk about this and I'm gonna talk about like Brene Brown and I'm gonna talk about NASA and we're gonna talk about all the stuff that makes us who, who we are because if we allow more than this part of us to show up at work, then we're gonna show up and serve people and make things that serve all of them. And so it felt like, okay, it's time for everybody to be all in. Let's talk about all the stuff. And honestly, I thought I was going to be fired because um, I was like, oh, my God, this is not the, like, rational, well, I've researched this, and there are these inevitable things that we're going to do, and they're going to be great. And it's, it was more like, I don't know. This is kind of how this works for me. Like, what, what do you guys think? And um, so that's how it started rolling, and it's been rolling ever since. And uh, we yeah. and thank you for that. Yeah. Thank yeah, you really. for we, that. It's so important. There's yeah. such a hunger right now for things that are genuine and authentic and true. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we came and presented this to Ramdas earlier actually, this yeah, year. Actually, yeah. Sorry, to actually like answer the question precisely, there was this thing where we were working on. Well, if it feels like we're gonna we're gonna start from the space of the heart and create the future. Like, what are the things that, what's the, like, essence of that? Like, I was really inspired by Carl Sagan's Golden Record and, like, this idea of, like, a time capsule of humanity and, like, what do you put in it and what music? And it can't just be the Beatles' White Album. It has to be, like, a song from 2,500 years ago from China. Stuff like that. That's, like, how do you speak for the things that, that, that run inside of us, that are wired inside of us, that are all the same, that place where the differences aren't there, that place beyond that. And, um, and so for that, it was, like, okay, well, it's this curriculum. It's these lessons. And it just felt like, Ram Dass was teacher zero for that. And there, there are a lot of other kind of teachings to come into that flow, but this is kind of where it all started. So, sorry. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say that when he, he responded to this whole um, idea of working with Google Empathy Lab 
and I didn't know how he was going to respond. And he was so into it. He was so thrilled to have these kind of values come into technology. And so he was, uh, you know, gave a big, big uh, approval on, on doing this. And therein is this, mo this little short that you just saw, which is going to go to Google. Has, Google hasn't seen it, right? The people have, Google have seen it. Ironically, you saw it before most of Google, so. <laughs> Next question. Oh, when is the film opening? It, uh, it's going to get out there, I believe, uh, uh, as our film goes out there, it'll be used to sort of help interest. September 6th is the theatrical opening. Okay, you got me to do it, right, Sasha? September Lindley, 6th, Santa this Monica. movie, Becoming Nobody, is opening across America in about 35 cities, uh, 35 screens, maybe 20-odd cities, uh, and it'll play through October. We'll see, you know, that's what we're asking many of you to help us get the word out. That's part of what this is all about. Go ahead. Thank you. I want to say that I'm so glad you made this film. I mean, I, it touched me very deeply. And uh, just the, the, the purity and the authenticity of Ram Dass is very healing. You know, there's something so beautiful when someone is truly authentic and is truly pure. There's nothing like that. So thank you for that. And, and, and I was thinking as you become a nobody, I go, oh, if we become nobody, then we're everybody. Exactly it. Yeah. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. It is something. <laughs> but it is. It is. And just the working towards that, which is, again, Ramdas exemplifies. He's worked towards that for all of these decades. And it gives us some kind of uh, an example of it can happen. I mean, when you do sit with him, as you know, these guys have, have been doing coming in the last number of years, it's it's truly authentic that he he's putting himself aside for people anybody who's one time I I was pushing his wheelchair at a conference, and you know he had been there for a couple hours. He I knew he was tired, and as I was pushing the chair to go through the audience, he would people would stop. They wanted to say hi to him, and just hold his hand, and it got to be I thought it got to be a little bit too much. So I kept pushing. He jammed the brake on when somebody came in front of him and looked at me like, cut it out. It didn't matter. He wasn't going to turn to the pain that he was having because of as much time as he had been there and he needed to rest. He, was, he pushed that aside. That is something that is the greatest example for us and what's meant so much to me since the first second I saw him when Danielle talked about those just contacting and those that pool that resonated vibration that you're the only one who matters in the whole universe and that and he has kept that so that is what this movie means to me because also what flashed in my mind is that I think there's an underlying fear of being nobody that's why it's so important to be somebody <laughs> you know? right. but um uh, I just really appreciated that. And then I had this, I had a flash uh, about seeing ourselves as separate and apart. And, and I felt your passion, young man. Um, when I, <laughs> I can say young man because I could be your grandmother probably. But um, 
when I had gone down, and I did the whole thing, to get my real ID, and the lady there was telling me a lot of yada yada stuff. And, and I was born on a plantation, by the way. And, and I raised a group in foster care, so my name on my birth certificate matches to nothing huh. because of all the changes. And so I realized I almost can't get a real ID. And, and for a moment there, I was just like furious. I'm thinking, all of these years, and I thought they have papers. This is still a plantation. I'm standing there. And so all of a sudden, I cared about the, la I cared about the lady at the DMV. I cared about her, and I realized I cared about her. And I said, I'm just going to say this to you, darling, you know. And so I found myself caring about her so much, I forgot about how mad I was <laughs> with all the rules and things. That's nonsense. So I really appreciate the more I can not be inside a story when I'm separate, separate and apart from anybody, the more I'm everybody. That yeah. was all. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you. That's so beautiful. Thank you. Okay. One more question? Or two? Thanks. Hi. Beautiful film. Um, if I may, I do have a question for you about the Empathy Lab, but I would like to offer something to your question because I agree with Duncan most often. I'm like at home watching the television and screaming the fuck word over and over and over again at what I see happening in the world as I think so many of us are. But I think that the only way to channel that kind of anger and upset is to remember that our rage is sacred. Because if you're enraged by the lack of love that you see in the world, it's because you love the world. And if you channel your sacred rage into action and you think about it as a motivator for duty, start helping the helpers. We live in Los Angeles. We're surrounded by a bunch of incredible progressive people. We have access to incredible organizations. There's a group of us over here who spent Wednesday volunteering at the border with This Is About Humanity. There are so many groups here. And I think to your point, we can feel so helpless and everything can seem so big and so global. But if we don't do something, if we don't create a practice in the same way that we try to meditate or we try to eat a little bit better, if we're not increasing the percentage of our income that we're giving to causes that need support, if we're not changing our weekly schedule to actually show the fuck up and volunteer, then we don't care that much and we're not that upset. So I truly think it's on us because the way to love everybody is to show up lovingly because we're enraged. So I would just encourage everybody in the room to do something, to pick something and show up because there's plenty of experts out there who absolutely need our help. And if we can all, you know, promote a movie about meditating and make it viral on the internet, which I'm sure everyone in this room can do high we're at Google, we can, we can do other things too. So like, I would just encourage people to not feel so helpless that they get paralyzed. Um, yeah, good so that's point. That's the first thing. Yeah. Um, and then I do have a question because, as you mentioned, this is an empathy lab project. And obviously at the empathy lab, you're doing the right things. But we've all also seen the news about big tech conglomerates not doing great things. Um, so I'm curious 
is there or will there be a push? Will you be able to use content like this coming out of the Empathy Lab to push Google into better practices for how it operates in the world as a tech company that has influence for how it takes down videos from Nazis and fascists on YouTube and maybe pushes Facebook to do the same thing. Who knows? I'm, I'm just curious how, how you plan on using social uh, influence to create tech influence. I mean, I think for, for me, the way that the way that the lab started was I was feeling what you're talking about, which is I felt that fire and I felt a discomfort and I didn't know what to do with it. And I like I hadn't heard the garden metaphor that Jack said, but I had heard from this um, doctor that was really inspired by a rabbi. Her name's Dr. Um, Rachel Naomi Remen. She talked about how like um, repairing the world and the way that you repair it is the world you can see and touch. And that always sat with me too, because otherwise I do get paralyzed by the helplessness and I freak out and I just, I don't, I don't know what to do with all of that. And, and I, I felt the same way, like many years ago at Google, I was like, this thing is so big and I'm so little and I'm a weird feeling creature in this very thinking place. And like, I felt like an alien. And, and as a creative person too, I was like, is this all just flowery poetry shit? Is this just like making filmy stuff? Like, does this move people? Does this make a dent? Does this matter? And that's like my own, my own stuff. But in that moment, I was like, I don't know how to do the big thing, but I know how to sit in a room with people and really listen. And I know how to sit with people out in the world and really listen. And there's something that happens. And actually some of the people in the room here tonight are people that have like done that with me, where there's something that happens when you have a creative conversation about making a thing when you're dropped into that place where like something else is made and then people on the other side can feel that. And that's that kind of heart to heart to heart thing that like that little film, that was the whole point of the whole thing for me was like when that happens, it's not actually the same level of the conversation that's like, we have to change this shit. This is not okay. How do we solve this? How do we do this? It doesn't come from that same place of energy in me. But the force is, is like about the connection of like, how do we have the really honest conversation? And how do we talk about the uncomfortable things or the vulnerable tender things? Or how do we, how do we just like literally sit in the room and have, have the honest conversation? And then what I find is the things that come out of those rooms feel like they actually start to meet people in the places that they are in a different way. And then what I notice about that is one of the things I did very particularly, because a lot of people were like, oh, that's so great. Is that like an HR thing? And like, oh, the, oh, you like, oh, is it like search yourself? yourself, which is, these are incredible things. Like incredible things are done by HR at Google and incredible things like the, the people operations and the like search inside yourself, the, the things that Google brings in to feed people and to keep them going, really. And I was like, no, this is a product conversation because the belly of this company and the heart of this company lies in the things that it makes for the world. So if we can make it that conversation, you can't hide from it. You have to have that conversation. You have to drop into the deepest human part of yourself because that's the part of someone else you're designing for. And, and it's in... The, the heart of this place, the things that we engineer and the way they go out into the world. So it, it felt like for me that was, that was the way to make sure that it wasn't elective and it wasn't on the side and that it was going to be something that I didn't know how long it would take 
or how many people would get into it. And it's been kind of growing over time. But what feels like, and there's actually a podcast you did with Ram Dass called The True Revolution. And it was about that heart to heart to heart. And I see that happening at Google. It's not all like that. But there are enough people turning on and lighting up and doing it together that that's how it all happens. So that's kind of, I, I focus on that part of it. And then the rest of it, like, takes a life of its own. But that's, for so much of this, I'm like, oh, my God, that's not me anyway. That would, like, freak me out, and I would never sleep if I felt like I needed to do that. So I don't know. That's a really long answer, but does that, I hope that. To have those conversations that are so honest and so pure-hearted and so real, you also have to know yourself, and you have to not be afraid of who you are. And like Ramda said, like, don't be afraid of the next thing. Go toward it with openness and love. And I feel like that's what the meditation practice can do. And Raghu earlier was referring to the practice of it. It's something that we actually have to learn and practice. And like at Inside LA, we practice mindfulness, which really is just a form of honesty, like learning to see clearly and tell the truth about what you see. And then we have insight in action where we stand up from the cushion and do stuff in the world. Go to Tijuana, go, you know, go to places that right in our city. We don't have to go to the border. There's a lot of places right here in our communities um, where we, exactly, right on the street, where we feed people and help people and teach them these same skills because we're in this together. We really are in this together. Yeah. Well, it looks like I think we're at the end of Google's patience with us, <laughs> shall we say. I do want to thank Danielle, who, without the auspices of Google Empathy, we wouldn't be here tonight. So I thank you. And I thank, and you guys, thank you, Duncan, thank you, Trudy, and... Um, Take a class or do some meditating with us at Inside LA. So Start the process of getting yeah. to nobody. There's an address Trudy. to my YouTube channel if you guys want to check it out. Thank you, everybody. Thank you.